What's good, community misfit family? This is your man, Pastor Brian or Pastor B. Wade, uh, Pastor B. I got many different titles, but I'm so glad that you guys are able to join us. And especially with this being our first official podcast. I'm super excited to have you guys here. We got so many great things um, in store and coming up for you in the next couple of weeks and times that we are together. So thank you guys for uh, logging on and joining in with us. You also can find us and follow us at Twitter, we underscore R underscore Misfits, on TikTok, which is community.misfits, on IG, which is community underscore Misfits, and also our marketing and design page, which is crazyface underscore marketing. I want to talk to you guys about, especially with today being um, this Valentine's uh, weekend or week kind of vibe, I want to talk to you guys about building relationship. Now, before you click off the podcast and be like, I don't want to hear about no marriages and all that stuff. I'm not married. I don't want to talk about marriage. I'm through with marriage, whatever it is. We're not just talking about marriage. We're talking about building real relationships, how to build real relationships, whether you're in the workplace, whether you're in a dating relationship, whether you're a boyfriend, girlfriend, whether you're trying to build kind of this friendship relationship piece, how does that work? What does it look like? There's many different aspects to it. Um, there's probably weeks and weeks and weeks of teaching we could do. Um, I want to share with you guys five simple points um, that I believe will help um, elevate and grow and build real relationships as you move forward, whether it's coworkers, whether it's family, whether it's rekindling with our, our, our spouse or whether it's developing a healthy relationship and dating and moving towards marriage, um, whether it's with co uh, again with coworkers or family or friends or, or whatever it is, we wanna talk about building a healthy relationship. So what I'll tell you is this in the beginning, that my wife and I, we went out to a restaurant the very first time that we went out on our first date. So after all that Facebook and all that uh, uh, messaging and text messaging and all that stuff, we went out on our first date and we went to a restaurant and we got there at seven o'clock and they sit, they got us seated at 7.30 and we sat and we talked from 7.30 uh, to 12 o'clock. They had closed down the restaurant. Everybody had left maybe at 11. They were mopping up the floors. The, the people that worked there were so kind. They were so gracious. They put up chairs. They cleaned up everything they possibly could and let us stay there till they had to leave around 12 o'clock. They gave us the ability to talk and to dialogue and have healthy communication um, for us to grow. This is the precursor to the five points I'm going to give you guys. If you're going to have a significant, dynamic, amazing relationship, you have to first be able to communicate. Communication is key. And we're not just talking about communication via text message or communication through um, a couple emojis and some some memes and some pictures. And, you know, we can send all that stuff into little gaffes and gifts or whatever it's called. And we can we can tell a whole story with all these different kind of memes. That's cool. And that's cute. And that's one way of communication. But authentic um, dialogue and communication is what elevates and takes relationships to the next level. And if you do not have um, the ability to communicate or not taking advantage of the opportunities to communicate, you're going to have a very difficult time setting up these next five steps that we're going to give you. And in general, being able to have a healthy uh, relationship 
because relationship is based off of communication. If you look to the Bible, the very first chapter, you'll see that God is talking and he's saying, let us make a man in our own image. He's saying, let us uh, begin to move and separate uh, the water uh, from the land. Let us start to, to plant things and have things grow and sprout. Everything is about him speaking. It's words. He is speaking things into existence through communication and words and everywhere in scripture, everywhere where there's relationship, uh, God is speaking and constantly talking. He's a God of communication and he works through communication to develop relationship. Every person in the Bible you see that he spoke to or talked to is based upon his communication, relationship, and then being able to work together to build um, the next moves or next steps that they were going to do in that relationship that God had with them. Whether it was a strong or weak relationship, communication was, was there. And whether they decided to grab a hold of that communication and operate through the principles that we're getting ready to share with you, it determined if they uh, were going to grow their success, their ability to move forward in life. We want to share with you guys these five points. Here's the first point we want to share with you in order to uh, have real relationship building take place. Uh, the first thing is, number one, pick your spots. These are all P's, by the way. Pick your spot, number one. We want you to be able to, and you need to be able to, pick your spot of when you're going to have um, healthy communication and conversation. Uh, if you're trying to express and learn the heart of someone, going down to Fridays or TGIF Fridays on on happy hour may not be the best move. The music is, is live. You can't talk. Y'all are, are screaming each other's names and trying to get each other's points. If you want to get to a place where you have um, a good dialogue, good conversation, good communication, you're going to have to pick your spots of when and where and how you guys can hold that conversation um, to get to know one another. You're going to need to take time to talk to one another. And so you need to pick a spot that's conducive for communication to take place. Also with picking your spot, you need to also learn how and be able to read the room. Um, there's certain conversations you may want to have with a coworker, with a friend, um, a, a certain conversations you may want to have with your children or with your wife or with your husband, uh, with your boyfriend or with your girlfriend. And you need to be able to read the room. Where are they at emotionally? Is this a good time to have this conversation with them? Is this a good moment to start speaking to them about serious things or just things that are on my heart? Is this a really good time? Look at the environment. We got kids swinging off the chandeliers. There's a five-year-old writing anarchy. We didn't even know they could spell, but they're doing a pretty good job with that marker on the wall. And they're writing this stuff and scribbling stuff, and they're, they're doing cartwheels and flips. And you want to have a serious conversation about the budget? Not a good time, my friend. Uh, you want to sit down and you want to have a conversation about what's on your mind and what's on your heart and you got all kinds of chaos going on, not a good time. You want to have a conversation about uh, how you feel and how frustrated you are on the job and you got 10 employees around you walking back and forth, passing out papers, copy machine running. You can't have a serious conversation and dialogue, uh, a conversation that is uh, not drawn away uh, by the different distractions in the environment. So when it comes to uh, beginning to have conversation, to build healthy relationships, to express your heart, your thoughts and your feelings, you're going to have to point number one, pick your spot, pick a place that's conducive for the conversation you're trying to have. And within that process, read the room of the emotions of the person. It's okay to set up a time to meet and see that they're emotionally not ready for this conversation, whatever the conversation is, good, bad, ugly, whatever it is, and pull back and say, all right, let's, let's reschedule for tomorrow. Let's see if we can do it at a different time. 
Uh, not just because I put a time on the calendar means we have to do it at this moment. Sometimes I need to be able to read the room. Parents are sick, family issues, financial issues. There's stuff going on in your life that I need to pull back this conversation for a minute. Let me pick my spot so that you can hear what I got to say in the heart of what I'm trying to say. Pick your spot. Uh, number two. Number two is play your hand. Play your hand. This is what I mean by play your hand. When my wife and I went out to dinner for the very first time, uh, our first date, our first official date, we went to a restaurant. There wasn't no fancy restaurant, a little cheeseburger spot. Um, you know, we got chili cheese fries. I'll never forget those chili cheese fries, waffle fries, mm, mm, ranch dressing, all kinds of bacon bits, all kinds of stuff. When they had some jalapenos, man, it was great. And we went in there and we ordered this food and our, and our, and our double cheeseburgers and all this stuff. And then we sat down and we talked and I began to express to her the good, bad and the ugly of me. Now, let me tell you why. I was going through the process of a divorce and she was going through the process of divorce. We were getting in the place of a position of wrapping up our divorces. Um, we, we had reconnected on high school. And I'm sorry, on Facebook. We had known each other since high school. Um, we reconnected. We started talking, um, started finding there were some similarities and some good old uh, conversations that we had from back in the day, just laughing and joking. And so we felt like this was probably maybe going somewhere. So let's go out to eat and figure out where this is going. And so what I did was I laid down before her the good, bad and ugly of me. I laid down the good. This is what I'm good at. This is who I am. This is what makes me great as a person. These are my jokes. This is my sense of humor. This is what's fun about me. This is what I think is awesome and what I like to do in my, in my mindset. I talked about all the good, but I also laid down to her the bad. These are some of my, these are my bad traits. These are things I'm not good at. These are things I'm not, uh, um, I'm not too good at, you know, I'm, I have this issue and that issue. I laid out the bad and then I laid out the ugly. Here's the ugly of my life. Um, this is one of the, this is, this is three or four of the reasons why I'm going through a divorce. Um, as much as I can talk about um, the, the person I was getting divorced from and the things that they did, let me also tell you the ugly of what I did that didn't make that marriage great. Let me tell you about the ugly that doesn't make me feel too happy or excited about me as a person sometimes i laid out to her the good bad and ugly and what was interesting was in return she laid out the good bad and ugly and here's why we did that not intentionally it was a very organic process but here's what happened it happened because i have two kids and she has two kids coming from relationships that were ending moving from a divorce into um having ex-spouses now that i'm becoming a single parent I don't need the foolishness of, of putting my kids in the mix of somebody, another woman, and trying to see if this thing works. I just need to come in here and figure out, yo, what are you about? Let's let's cut all the BS. I love to talk to you, love to, to get to know you. You're very attractive. Here's my good, bad, and ugly. Can you roll with them cards? Here are the cards in my hand. I'm playing the cards that are in my hand. Here's a, here's everything. I'm not I'm not holding back the the this was space, I'm not holding back the big joker. I'm not holding back one more power card that I can throw on the table a little bit later and mess you up. I don't want to mess you up. I want you to be able to sit down and see who I am and know who I am and make a healthy evaluation. If you want this relationship to work, there are too many people, especially in the dating game and in general in life, especially in the dating game, who hold back their big uh, nasty card. They keep it back there in the back pocket, and then one day, finally, the other shoe drops, so they play that card, and the other spouse is cut off guard, or the other boyfriend or girlfriend is cut off uh, cut off on, on guard, and they're like, what in the world? 
why you just what why why I wish I had known that about your credit. I wish I had known that about your your family history. I wish you had expressed that to me earlier in the game. Now you have my emotions and my heart all involved. Um, I'm 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 thinking about future plans in life with you, and now you've pulled out a card or two, and you put me in a really tough position. And a lot of times when I'm talking to couples that I'm counseling or or or, or um premarital or or whether marriage counseling. Their responses, I didn't want them to know because I didn't know how they would respond. And who just comes out and tells everybody everything? Man, don't you wish some people had showed you everything up front so that you wouldn't have been involved with all the stuff you got involved with? You might not have had a little Taekwon or, uh, or, or, or Jimmy if you had known. <laughs> Y'all quiet over there. If you didn't know that this person had these issues. You might have moved on. And so instead of me holding on to my big nasty cards and you holding on to your big nasty cards, let's come down and lay these cards out on the table. Let's play our hand and say, this is who I am. This is what I'm about. This is how I operate. Why? Because I don't want to get caught up in any mess. And so we'd rather get caught up in the attractiveness and the beauty of the conversation or individual or, or potential idea of relationship but we're not willing to play the cards to really see who they are until we've invested emotion, time, feelings into it. And now we're caught up in a trap. It would be so much easier if we could come down and say, hey, listen, man, this is what I'm about. Friendships. Let me kind of tell you who I am and what I'm about. Oh, that's too. That's too. That's too real. Pastor B. No, it's not too real. I really don't have time for BS and drama. Let me tell you who I am. I'm exposing myself and becoming uh, vulnerable to you. Uh, with the understanding that you may reject me, but that's okay because I put myself in the position to be vulnerable with the understanding that it may not work versus me putting myself in a position where I become vulnerable, not expecting anything, but hoping for it to work. And then you come back and the real card starts to drop or you get to see who I really am. And then my heart's crushed because I came with vulnerability, but no expectation of protecting what I made vulnerable to you. And so that's the difference. When I present to you and when I'm trying to figure out who you are and I'm laying these cards out, I can see if we can roll together. We might be able to be tight as as as, uh, as co-workers, but there may not be a, a relationship that digs any deeper than that. And I'm okay being able to expose you, expose myself to you in that way to see if this is something that we can dig deeper into a relationship. We have to be willing to play our hands. Well, what happens if we play our hands, Pastor B, and uh, we get our feelings hurt. Well, if you come into the game playing your hand, you're also understanding that you're in a posture and a position of being ready to protect yourself. So you're playing your hand, but you're also doing it with the understanding that I now have set up uh, sensors and parameters and alarms to let me know if this isn't going to work out versus slowly backing my way into a relationship and then playing my hand and then finding myself being rejected and hurt because I wasn't prepared for it. So what we're saying is we're playing our hand, but we're also now cautious and aware that these things could happen if I play my hand versus I'm going to play my hand after I get involved with you. And then that person no longer wants to be involved with me because of my hand. Then I got problems then I got emotional issues then I got hurt. Then I got pain. So play your hand, good, bad and ugly, understanding I'm putting up parameters and I'm putting up uh, sensors to put a filler out there to see if you're capable and mature enough to handle me.
you may not be able to handle my mess. And so when I told my wife on the first date, uh, these are all the things about me, good, bad, and ugly. And we sat there, we closed the restaurant down. And she told me her good, bad, and ugly. And she said, listen, I got one thing that's a really bad thing. Let me, let me Give me two more weeks, give me a few weeks, and I'll tell you about that bad thing. I prepared myself to embrace what she gave me, understanding she didn't have full confidence to share the last thing yet. She didn't know if she wanted to share it or how to share it. I respected that, but I also knew it was there. And so she gave me time to process while I gave her time to process. And then she freely told me her big, bad, and ugly. And I'm gonna tell you, her last ugly scared me. I'm not gonna tell y'all what the ugly is right now. But her ugly scared me. But it scared me, but it also made me sit down and say, can I deal with that last big ugly card? She told me it was there. I was purposing and preparing my heart for it. I, I sat there, I thought about it. And when she finally told me, I processed it and realized with everything else she told me in context, yes, I can move forward. That's how relationships should be. Tell me upfront who you are. And we have to get into a posture and a position of doing that. What if the other person doesn't want to tell me they're good, bad, and ugly? That's a really good sign that they may not be a person you want to continue going down deep um, dive relationship with because they're not ready to be as real as you're looking to be as real with them. Whether it's in, in, in co-worker relationships, family relationships, friend relationships, boyfriend, girlfriend relationships, um, even in marriage relationships. Listen, you've been holding on to this stuff long enough. Let's start exposing these things so that we can build and grow a healthy uh, relationship. We're gonna get back to that in a second. Point number three, plan your dream sessions. This goes back to picking your spots. Plan your dream sessions. Planning your dream sessions are critical. What that means is that we are going to sit down and we're going to discuss what I am dreaming and what I want to see and what I want to achieve and how I want to achieve it and how many times I want to achieve it. And we want to do that with uh, friend relationships and coworker relationships and family members. We're going to do that with our, our, our spouses and, and boyfriends and girlfriends. We're going to discuss and dialogue and have conversation on um, the aspects of a dream session. We want to let you know what my dreams are. If we're talking about boyfriend, girlfriend, uh, and we're talking about marriage, um, if I'm sitting there talking about um, I want five kids and you don't want none, that's a conversation that should be happening in the dream session. Because as much as you check the boxes, if you don't want no kids and I want at least two and you don't want none, I want five, but I'll settle for two and you don't want none. And that's an adamant, firm uh, foundation you have. That is a, a conversation that we need to have a deeper dive in because I need to figure out how involved I want to be in this situation when I know that this person may not want this thing. And so I need to be able to know what your dreams are. I need to know your heart. I need to know and have conversation with you. I need to know the deep intimacy of where you are mentally, emotionally, as an individual. If we're talking as friends, um, dog, what's your, what's your dreams of life, man? What are you trying to achieve? What are you trying to go? Not to figure out if I can catch on board and ride the wave with you as much as I just legitimately want to know your heart. Can you tell me who you are? And in order to have a, a healthy dream session, you got to go back to step one. You got to pick your spot. You can't have a dream session while the circus is in the background. You done gone down to the to uh, to the fair and they got folks throwing knives and balloons and popcorn and you got funnel cake. You can't concentrate like that. So you need to pick a spot where you can have a dream session. My wife and I have had dream sessions um, all throughout our marriage. We'll sit down 
even nowadays. And we'll go to uh, the fire pit or sit in front of the fireplace. We'll grab us um, a few glasses, a few drinks. We'll sit in front of the fireplace or the fire pit and we'll start to talk about the next trip we want to go on. We'll talk about um, the cruise. We want to talk about uh, what we want to do and where we want to go for our adventure. What will we do on our cruise? I'm not a beach person. You're a beach person. I don't want to go to the beach four days out of five on the cruise. How about we do half and half? I'll do two beach days and you do two adventure days and we'll kind of tie it up in the fifth day. We'll wing it and maybe we'll do another beach day, but let's not plan to do the fifth day. We'll just see how it goes. Communicate, have dreams. Why are dream sessions important? Because I'll say it like this, and this is kind of the best way for everyone to get it. When you are engaged with somebody, when you're engaged with somebody, you guys sit down and you dream about um, what you want your house to look like and where you want to live. You dream about what you want for the wedding and how uh, much it's going to cost. And then you dream about how you can afford it. Then you dream about how um, all the little party favors and all the stuff you give at the giveaway at the reception. And you talk about your outfit and who you want in your bridal party. And you, and you dream, you dream, you dream, you dream, you dream, you dream. And then you get married and then you guys start working on the next dream, which is going to be the house. So we're going to move from the apartment or the condo to actually owning a house. And then you get the house. And now that you've accomplished the house, you're busy working and putting stuff in the house. You're trying to keep the bills up, trying to keep the look, get the grass going, keep the trees uh, trimmed. You're doing all this stuff, investing all this time. And what happens in marriages a lot of times is that the marriages become stagnant. The husband's going to his office, the woman's going to her woman's shed, and all of a sudden there's a separation and there's not as much communication and dialogue and relationship taking place. Why? Because the dreaming stopped. The dreaming when we were having uh, this engagement was all these wonderful things for the wedding. The next dream is when we when we trans when we transition from our from our condo apartment into the house where we want to look like where we wanted to be the neighborhood we looking online seeing what schools are, are good and all that good stuff we put all that into perspective because that's where the dream is, and then once we get into the house we stop dreaming and now because we don't dream we don't have relationship and so it is critically important that you dream it is important that you sit down with your children and ask them time to time let's talk about your dreams who are you what do you want to be what do you like doing what do you like about working out what do you like about cheerleading what do you love about basketball what's not just not just you want to score 30 points every game what do you love about it tell me what you love to do with this thing what's your avenues and thought process on how you're going to continue to play your sport do you want to play it just in middle school you'll play to high school so you want to go to college to play how would you do that what does that look like for you what kind of commitment do you need what kind of work do you think you need trainers outside of of just going to practice those are dream conversations. You've got to pick your spot. You have to be vulnerable with exposing and talking about uh, you as well as the dreams and how dreams have, have, have not been followed through before. The good, the bad, and ugly. That's you playing your hand of how things didn't work out before with the dreaming process. And now we're bringing it into the dreaming, uh, the dreaming stage where we're sitting down and we're standing in our dreaming sessions listen, this didn't work. That didn't happen before. I want to do something different. Let's focus on this. I, I had a dream before. It didn't happen. I'm really excited to go back to school. I really like to see. And then that spouse comes along and says, well, let's see how we can try and get you in school. Let's see how we get you these credits. Are you serious about finishing your school? Let's dream together on how we can get you there. Dream sessions um, elevate. And when people catch on to your dream and understand the importance and the beauty of your dream, they will support and elevate and lift and sow into your dream as well as you sowing into their dream. And that is the beauty of relationship. 
Communication exposes the heart, the good, the bad, and ugly. It shows us as we play our hands that these are the most sacred, important things to us. And when we find people that can value who we are and what we are, they dream with you. They want to support your dream. They want to help you be successful. You guys are growing together as a unit within your dream. Fourth point, you want to pray for understanding. Praying for understanding. It is critically important to understand that while you're picking your spot, you need to pray for understanding on how and when and where we're going to have our conversation. I need to pray, God, kind of set this thing up for me, Lord, that we can move in the right direction. I need to pray and say, God, uh, uh, let me be able to read the room and read my the person I'm talking to, whether spouse, friend, coworker, buddy, family, son, daughter. Let me let me pray and read the room so that I can pick the spot and have the right moment to have conversation with you. Let me pick the spot that my person, uh, as I'm getting ready to play my hand, let me pray for understanding to know when is the best time to expose my hand. Again, if we had the circus, this may not be the best time to talk about my ugly. I'm not locked in. I'm not engaged. We're watching a movie. We're doing movie night, and, and the other person is engaged in movie time, like fully locked in. This might not be a great time to talk about uh, your great day. This may not be a time for you to talk about your great day because you're not going to get the response you want. So you've got to pick your spots. You've got to play your hand, um, and you've got to understand all of that deals with uh, praying for understanding and asking when. Um, there's a passage of scripture in the Bible, Jim, for a person with divided loyalty is as unsettling as a wave of the sea that blows and is tossed by the wind. In other words, this, ask for wisdom. God's going to give you wisdom. He'll give you understanding of how to operate and give you the wisdom and how to have conversation. But you need to make sure that you're locked in, that you're looking for and seeking the opportunities for God to give you the wisdom that you're asking for. That you can't ask for wisdom and then go do foolish stuff. If you're going to ask for wisdom, then you're going to have to posture yourself to be ready to wait for him to give you the wisdom and the understanding. Which means there may be 20 days in a row where your spouse is an a-hole or your spouse is just not locked in with you or somewhere else. God, give me wisdom to understand how to communicate to my wife, how to communicate to my coworker, how to communicate with my with my supervisor. Give me the time, the spot, the opportunity. Give me wisdom. Give me understanding that I would best know how to hold and pick this spot to have proper dialogue and communication to expose my heart, to share my dreams, to share my thoughts that we can elevate as two individuals. Praying for understanding. Finally, Point number five, the fifth thing we want to share with you today, playing with an Etch-a-Sketcher. Do you guys remember playing with Etch-a-Sketcher? Do you guys remember that game? Are you guys that old, um, this triangular uh, rectangle, it's really a rectangle thing, and it's got two little white knobs, one on the left side, one on the right side, and the screen is gray. And as you move the knobs up, down, left, and right, back and forth, you can create all kinds of pictures and designs on the Etch-a-Sketcher. Understand that there are times you mess up on the Etch-a-Sketcher. There's times you've drawn a beautiful picture and somehow you dip down too low or you squiggle line too much and you messed up the Etch-a-Sketcher. Uh, we don't throw the Etch-a-Sketcher away back then. What we would do with that Etch-a-Sketcher is you would shake it. You would shake it and then you would start back over and moving those knobs back and forth to create that picture again. The understanding and the importance of knowing 
that you are playing with an Etch-a-Sketcher is that regardless of wherever the relationship that you are in is, let me say that again, regardless of wherever your relationship that you are in is, wherever the state of it is, wherever it has gone, it is not a permanent thing or it does not have to be a permanent thing. You have the ability to shake up the etch-a-sketcher of relationship and come back and start over again. You can redo your picture. Just press reset. Boop, you can. Oh, it's difficult. It's been so much drama, been so much pain, been so much hardship. You can still rekindle and develop a relationship. You have the ability, family, to develop and redefine your relationship. Your relationship is not permanent based upon where it is because where it is today doesn't mean that's where it will be tomorrow. So you have the ability to change the relationship based upon the energy and effort and time you put into it, based upon uh, a few of these, these steps that we've given you. These five steps can help change the dynamic of your relationship. Well, we never talk anymore. Well, then pick a spot to go talk. <laughs> I don't talk no more. Pick a spot. Every time we talk, somebody's on their phone. All right, well, then you establish the rule that when we're going out tonight, the phones are going to go in this bag or on this corner. I've, I've, I've directed all the kids that they are only to call mommy's phone. Mommy's phone is the only phone that gets to be face up. The other phone is down. There's so many ways to start to redefine, to, to etch a sketch your relationship to get back to these four points. Me and my, you ever heard people say we started off on, 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 on a rocky ground? Me and my coworker, we didn't like each other at first and now we're really good friends. Well, what happened? That relationship was one way and somebody shook up the Etch-a-Sketcher enough to start building and redefining healthy relationship. Uh, uh, me and my children, we don't get along very well. Somebody's got to come in there and shake up the edge of sketcher and start to draw and map out a proper way for us to have healthy dialogue. Hey, listen, son, look, man, we don't talk a lot. Let's go on out. I'm going to tell you, grab where you want to go, your favorite place. We're going to go down and get some pizza. Let's sit down and talk. Uh, let's put your phone down. How's school been, man? It's good. Uh, uh, what's going on in school? Nothing. Uh, any problems at school? No. It, it's going to be that. And you're going to get frustrated because you're ready to be vulnerable and they're not ready to receive. That's okay. You went to play your hand. It didn't work. Let's find another way and another opportunity to play the hand that we can start getting things going. Maybe I need to engage and find ways to pray for understanding for God to show me where can I best fit in in your box, in your arena, that I can connect with you, that we can start having healthy dialogue and conversation. God, give me wisdom to operate in a way. Let me be consistently locked in to find out how we can best uh, grow, develop, shape, and mold this conversation and this relationship. It's understanding that wherever your relationship is with coworker, with family, with friends, boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, that does not mean that is where your relationship will be or, or where it's going to have to stay. So you have the ability to shake it up and make it great. You have the ability to shake it up and make it better. You have the ability to shake it up and do even better. Well, if it's already great, you can make it greater. By taking the concepts and the principles that we're sharing with you today, to pick your spot, to play your hand, to plan your dreaming, pray for understanding, and remember you have the ability to play with the extra sketcher of relationship building. You can shake this thing up and start all, all over again. You and your boss got off on a, on a really bad start. 
and they gave you attitude and you fired back of attitude and then y'all have been that way ever since. You don't want to live in contempt. You don't want to. You don't want to be frustrated all your life. As much as you don't like and can't stand or, or dislike and can't stand your boss, that's not where you want to be. You want a boss This is a great person. You want to be in a relationship where you and your boss are cool and they understand you, you understand them. They may not be that person, but it's totally okay for you to try to build relationship and see if you can build that and mend that bridge. That's the thing that you have to decide. And if you keep figuring out, I'm just going to draw these old ugly pictures on my edge schedule because it's ugly, then you're going to have ugliness. But if you're able to be consistent to try to change the ugliness of the narrative in the picture, whether whatever the frustration is with the kids, the wife, the spouse, the boyfriend, the girlfriend, if you're willing to put in the work to change the, the picture, it goes back to James 5, excuse me, James 1 to 6. This is when you're asking, make sure that your faith is in God alone. My faith is not in the person. My faith is not in the person that they will change. My faith is in God that he will uh, speak to that person's heart and that person will make the decision that they choose to make. But my faith is that God is going to speak and we'll see what God and we'll see what that person does and how God speaks. I speak to my kids quite frequently. How they respond will determine the uh, consequences or situation or benefits that they receive. Did y'all catch that one? I speak to my kids. My kids have to determine how they're going to respond to what I say. And based upon how they respond is, is, is what they're going to get. They're going to get consequences. They're going to get a reward. They're going to get in trouble. They're going to get uh, me sitting back and saying, well, I need more time to evaluate. They're going to get something based upon their response. And so what the scripture says is that my faith is not in anyone else alone but God, that God is the only one that can do X, Y, and Z. And how that person responds will determine the direction of how we move forward in this process of relationship building. I am asking for God to give me understanding and wisdom, and I'm looking for God to give me understanding and wisdom. And I'm looking to how to best meet and match their energy so that we can move forward and, and to have a great uh, dialogue and conversation to build an amazing real relationship of healthiness. But ultimately, they may not want to do that. And after my time and my work and my energy, it now shows me through my vulnerability, which is me playing my hand to the Lord. Lord, would you please make this thing? Show me, give me guidance and direction. That is, I'm playing my hand to the Lord and my sensors are up and I'm waiting to see uh, uh, what's going on and how the response is going to be. If the relationship from the supervisor doesn't get better, then then as much as I like this job, it may be a situation where I have to learn how to how to shut up and just keep it moving because I really like my job or I want to look for a new job. But I've done all the things I've needed to do to set up this thing in the proper position to have healthiness take place. And if it doesn't take place, even though I've done all I'm supposed to, because I've been sensitive, because I've been consistent to try and make it work, I now have some signs of knowing how I need to proceed. I may need to talk to my kids differently. I may need to get and submerse myself in their world. I may need to submerse myself in my husband's world. I may need to submerse myself in my wife's world. I may need to submerse myself in my boyfriend or girlfriend's world. I may need to submerse myself in understanding how a supervisor may think from their position and their point of view when they have several employees and one like me. I may need to submerse myself in the concept and the principle and the thought process of how my coaches uh, operate with my, with my children how my friendship relationship should operate. So there's going to have to be a place where I'm willing to say I am going to and I am willing to change my attitude, practice, and behavior 
through understanding God and asking for God's wisdom to apply these points to see if we can change the narrative and the etch-a-sketch that we've been drawing uh, so far. If you're willing to do these five things, especially point um, five, if you're willing to shake up the norm that we've been living, to getting back to let's dream. We dreamed five years ago when we got the house. We ain't dreamed since. Let's get back to dreaming. Help me understand your heart. Let me share my heart with you. Not just what I want from you, but let me share you my heart. I can guarantee that you'll start to have some understanding of how to move forward and how to have healthy conversation and how to build authentic real relationship with the people you're trying to build a relationship with or with people God is setting you up to have relationship with. But these are the five steps you need. Family, listen, I have enjoyed our time together. Um, I look forward to talking to you guys uh, and then and as the weeks to come. Um, like I said, we're going to have some guests coming in. In the next couple of weeks, we're going to be doing um, some teaching stuff. We'll be doing some some just conversation and interviews. So, guys, I'm looking forward to all the great things we have. Thank you for joining and being a part of our first podcast. I hope that this has blessed you. I pray that you can share this with others. You can take these points and, and apply it to your heart and define and redefine friendships, relationships, um, parenting relationships, um, you as the child in a parenting relationship or you as the parent parenting children in relationships to spouses relationships um, to whatever aspect, church relationships, uh, relationships and dynamics. So guys, thank you so much. I want to let you know um, we love you guys and we desire the very best and we hope the very best for you. Um, thank you for joining us for our first community uh, Misfits podcast and we look forward to talking to you guys soon. Have a wonderful and an amazing great day. Let's go.